The world of story has captivated humanity since the dawn of time. The oldest known form of communication, verbal storytelling, is responsible for the continuity and development of civilization from its most primitive moments to its most advanced. Story involves a sense of mystical wonder, but is also a powerful medium for communicating real and concrete ideas that shape people's lives and make them take action. Steve Schramm, marketer, nonfiction writer, and story nerd, and Alex Jagir, fiction writer, wannabe game designer, and story nerd, join forces as worlds collide to discuss how story is the most powerful concept ever known and how it interacts with each and every aspect of our lives, from the most magical to the most mundane. Well, welcome into another episode of the Story World Podcast. Steve Schramm here, my boy Al. What's up, dude? This episode is going to be so good, it's going to be criminal. It's <laughs> They call me a slasher of podcasts. <laughs> uh, if it, okay. wah, wah, wah. That didn't work. So, why don't you introduce the topic tonight, Alex? I will, because someone's having an off night, Steve. <laughs> We're so, tonight, we are reviewing what definitely is one of my favorite movies, and um, without a doubt, is uh, one of new uh, one of Steve's newfound uh, loves is uh, Hot Fuzz, uh, Hot the Fuzz. British comedy action packed uh, film. Uh, it came out in two thousand seven. It's been out a while, but it is one of the best movies, yeah. in my opinion, ever, and especially comedy uh, for sure. But anyway, uh, I've seen it probably a dozen or so times. This is Steve's first time, and we're gonna give it a go. Man. I'm so excited. Seriously, after I got done watching it, number one, I was like, what just happened to me? I felt like I would have been like, like just, you know, what, what's the old saying? Road hard and put up wet. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, what did this movie just do to me? Right? That was my first thought. My second thought was, this might be the best movie I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, it was really, really good. I was shocked. I did not expect that. It's odd where... Like I've watched hilarious movies. The ones that come off the, the top of my head, the, the number one is Step Brothers. That movie's just so funny. But at oh, the end yeah. of it, I never thought this is the best movie I've ever seen. But with Hot Fuzz, right. once you get like to the middle of it and you just start recognizing the genius of it, by the time you get to the end, you start thinking, man, is this like this might be one of the best movies ever made? Um, Unforgettably it is good. So good. Absolutely. It's, it's it's incredible. And and I'm like, it's actually kind of dynamic too because like while it is hilarious literally you are you are laughing your guts out if if, if, if i mean if if it affects you like it affects me you are laughing your guts out every 10 to 15 seconds but like the actual underlying plot behind it as always spoiler alert but the actual underlying plot behind it is actually fairly dark it's like kind of yes. intense and there are some pretty intense moments for a comedy so it- the genre generally speaking is a comedy slash action but you you get it all you definitely get the comedy i would say first and foremost comedy and then action but then you also have like some slasher stuff in it if you're into some horror um it's got some really like creepy vibes there um you have a lot of buddy cop um the one (laughs) thing that is lacking from it and i'm actually so glad it is because i feel like comedies get ruined with it quite often is there's no romance story 
And yeah. thank goodness. Um, yeah. Sometimes it works with comedies, but I would say 90% of the time it does not. And you do not have to worry about that in this movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. I actually thought that they were going to go there. I thought that they were going to go there a little bit mm -hmm. with the with the young chick and the older guy. Because yeah. they did actually play Romeo and Juliet. And That's so true. there was like a very – like. But they didn't go all the way into that. Like that wasn't part of the main plot at all. Like the fact is, like right. they both died, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they both died. So it was far more about the slasher than anything, uh, you know, about them. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so for any, so go watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, if you have, please continue watching. I'm we're just gonna be talking about all of it. Um, but the synopsis of it, it's a quick one. Hotshot police officer Nicholas Angel, played by Simon Pegg. If you're not familiar with it, Steve and I were just talking, his probably most well-known movie is Shaun of the Dead. Um, and he, I think he also played in, I get confused between them, but either the first or second Mission Impossible movie, as uh, mm -hmm. he was one of the guys on that worked the laptop doing stuff. But anyway, that's just Simon Pegg is. He's, he's going to be in the new one. Dead record. Is he in the new was, one too? Okay. I saw him, I saw him in a, uh, I saw a movie trailer, yep. and I was like, Okay, cool. So he's in the new one too. Um, so hotshot police yeah. officer Nicholas Angel smells foul play when the residents of a sleepy Somerset village start to die in terrible accidents. Something's afoot, and he must work with daft local plaw Danny Butterman to find find out what. So this guy is a top notch police officer in I think in London. Um, and I mean yeah. he just like he is mopping the floor um, with with crime on the streets and really showing up um all the people in the office so the movie kicks off right away with him being sent off to this far and away village where i think it's won the village of the year award like some so many times in a row because of the low crime um but then <laughs> <laughs> again spoilers coming up spoilers coming up it's just so funny how they okay so you you expect that okay there's going to be some interesting stuff that comes up where it's not going to be so safe little do you know that half the village is in on some weird um how, how do you describe like, it like almost um, cultic like cultic like, yeah yeah and uh, just like trying to make everything that happens in the village an accident so it doesn't get labeled as a crime and yet they've killed probably hundreds of people throughout the years trying to maintain yeah, but, but, but the like is perfect. <laughs> but like everybody everybody is so brainwashed though that like like it takes it to the very end of the movie when when um I forget the guy's name already. I'm so bad with names in these movies, but the guy that Simon Pegg plays, like when he's like, haven't you guys ever wondered why the why the murder rate is so low, but the accident rate is so high? Because <laughs> yes. literally, literally throughout the course of the movie, like 10 or 12 people, like main parts of the, like 10 or 12 main characters in the storyline die. And then probably five, five to 10, seriously, like, other people like random gangsters and hulus around the town or whatever and every single time it gets passed off as an accident <laughs> accidents happen you know yeah. <laughs> one of the specific instances too of how they're so picky with stuff like they let the kids at, at the beginning when he first gets to the town he notices all these underage kids drinking in the bar and they do that just because to let the kids drink so it doesn't get listed as a crime and they just right. let the kids do what they want and then but the serious topic of the next day at the police station is the uh the mime or the, the golden statue the guy who dressed up in all gold and is the statue i love that part too because he says here he is at 10 o'clock 
and then again at 12 and he's just standing in the same spot because he's a human statue and they go through yeah. like the whole day with him standing there but uh um so that kind of that sets up the movie and uh but that doesn't even begin to scratch this so I don't know what to focus on first, either the action scary bits of it or the comedy. I guess first and foremost, since it is a comedy, that's probably the place to start. And right from the get-go, Steve and I were talking about this a little bit ago, it hits you with the the British comedy and the fast pace in your face, um, laugh after laugh after laugh. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really know a good way to describe that kind of humor. Um, Again, there's other movies that do have that kind of fast-paced humor, but a lot of times they let a joke settle in. And they might play on it a right. little bit more. But in this one, there's no time to even think or process the joke. It's just one thing right after another. Yeah. You've barely recovered from whatever just happened before the next one hits you. And it and they're all hilarious. I mean, they're oh, yeah. all just so I mean, some are a little stickier than others, but every little joke is just so I mean at one point I really thought I was gonna have a brain aneurysm. I mean I did my 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 the bottom of my head hurt I couldn't breathe my chest felt heavy I mean I thought I was gonna die towards the end of the movie <laughs> and, and it's because of that continuous laughter so it's one funny part right and after you're laughing five or ten seconds you pick something else funny that just happened and your mind's still trying to recover from what you were just laughing at. Now there's something new to laugh at, and it just doesn't stop. We were saying, um, think how many parts that you might have missed just because you were so busy thinking about the last funny thing. Um, but yeah, you yeah. Uh, you struggled there for a good 30 seconds or so. Um, I thought I was going to have to pause the movie, uh, but we got through it. We did, man. We we finally made it through, but it was it was intense, and I really didn't know what to expect. Like when you said British British comedy, British, I was like, okay, well, you know that I've never like I couldn't recall a movie that I've yeah. seen that was like specifically that genre. Which I guess <clears throat> British comedy. I mean, I guess that's a genre of of sorts. It um, is. I do feel like I'm I'm not an expert on British comedy, but just from what I've seen, um, Hot Buzz was a lot more um flashy in some regards with its comedy compared to other um british comedy that i've seen at least yeah yeah i've just never the writing was so clever like just Mm. imagine just on a serious note like imagine just the most like because a lot of people just aren't funny and like even though when they Mm. think it's funny it's like oh that didn't land imagine just an hour and a half or however long it was of just like Every ten to fifteen seconds, a great joke, a great landing. joke, and then and then you just laugh and you just hope and pray that you don't miss the next one for laughing. Um, even from the very first scene, mm-hmm. where like after it like introduces Nicholas, Nicholas is that his name? Um, yeah, Nicholas Angel. Yep, Nicholas Angel. Yeah, like right after it introduces him, and then it goes into him basically being transferred. Like right there. It, it's the, the the laughter and the fun just starts it's like immediately it hits you with him and his superior and his his boss and then his boss's boss and then his boss's boss's <laughs> boss are all basically like yeah you're getting kicked out and they're like trying to make up all the excuses or whatever whatever and the, the one guy's finally like eventually like you know actually the problem is you just really make us look bad <laughs> you know? right. and then you know the the chief is like you have uh, you have a variety of humor there because you have 
the very kind of clever, subtle, like witty humor. I think at the beginning when um he goes to not break up with his girlfriend, they're kind of I was just up. thinking about this. He goes yes. to the room again. I hope everyone's seen it, so you you know what I'm talking about, but. His girlfriend's at a crime scene cleaning up and everyone's there wearing like you can't see anything from anyone. And he goes in and she says, I'm dating. I'm dating Bob now. And <laughs> and he looks over and he thinks someone is Bob. And but it's not some other dude. He goes, hi. And she says, that's not Bob. Do I really look like I date someone like him? And then another guy turns around that's dressed in the same exact garb, same height. <laughs> you can't tell the difference. And he says, hello. And he's like, that's Bob. <laughs> it's just, it's very yeah. simple. It's, it was very witty but, and very simple. Yeah. But again, they. what's great though is, I think the reason why like that's funnier than maybe what it sounds is because they just keep going on with it. Like it wasn't even right. a joke. So it's some like right. weird, funny, situational thing that doesn't seem like it's meant to be funny, but yet it is. That's the thing about it, right? It's like you can tell that they're intending to be very serious, but it's that seriousness that makes the joke so clever and so yep. funny. It's it's not, you know, they're not trying too hard. So the comedy in this movie is just it's, it's off brilliant. the charts. It is it is brilliant. It is it is hilarious. It is off the charts. Well, um, like you were saying crazy. too, it's um like sometimes like you have really funny actors and sometimes they can carry a movie. Or sometimes you have a mix where the writing for a movie will be really good um, and funny, just the lines themselves, regardless of the actor. But this movie had everything going for it. Um, I'm sure it was a mix of minds coming up with these jokes and going as they as they went along. But whoever, you know, the director, the writers, all the actors coming up with these lines and then playing them out um, just attests to that they're funny people. Like they, they get what makes people laugh. And it was it's really it just came together so well yeah i i, I was gonna say well done you know well done i, th yeah. I think it's just how i would put it just super super well Absolutely. done great great comedy did you want to say something specifically about the other pieces of it like the slasher yeah like i was just that's what i was gonna say next so <laughs> it's funny for the first half hour and you don't really get any hint of seriousness you just think it's going to be a comedy throughout. You know something's going to happen, but you don't know quite right, quite quite what. And then I I believe the first violent thing you get is they're leaving the bar. It's after the play, I believe, the Romeo and Juliet play. And then all of a sudden yeah. the music gets serious and you see almost like scream. You see a guy with a hood in the alleyway yeah. and he goes, doom, 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 oh, yeah. and it zooms up on him. And I think at that part, you died laughing because you were not expecting it. I if I remember, I see this side live, he's like, what is this? What is going to happen? It's like, wait, the appropriate, was, it's, it's been 15 seconds, so the appropriate response now is yes. laugh. But wait a minute, why did I just see a slasher guy on the screen? And then from there, I mean, there's some brutal kills in this. If you like watching movies with over-the-top kills, Final Destination, Scream, any of those, it's it's really good. Now, um, look, I, I so I have to I have to interject here. So I am not a horror movie person, mm -hmm. and so even though this was not a horror movie, um, I'm not used to seeing those over-the-top kills. Like mm. in the stuff that I watch regularly, like it was very out of place for the type of movie that I normally watch. And so I triple was not expecting it embedded into this comedy. And so I, in a way, I'm almost kind of, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, I'm almost kind of um, happy <laughs> that I got right. to see that mixed into a genre that I 
can deal with because I can't deal with straight up horror, like epic jump scares and stuff like that. I really can't deal with that. And so this was like a nice kind of light way to get into some pretty intense stuff, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of a scene that combines the two perfectly is when, Again, spoilers. When the the woman who runs like the uh, the flower uh, store, the flower shop, she gets stabbed with the scissors and blood spraying everywhere. And then after all that, she's dead like this, like leaning on the counter with scissors in her. And everyone's been trying to like put aside these murders as accidents. And when the detective says, "So you're saying this wasn't an accident?" <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah, but they're so. But the guy is so serious about it. How it clearly was an accident. That guy you know, to, is, to him, you know. Yeah, he's not making a funny comment to him. He's really saying, "Okay, you're saying that this this wasn't an accident. This wasn't an accident. Like, what are you talking about?" In the line delivery, everything in that movie is just is just perfect. So, Steve yeah. and I have uh, come up with a plan that this is going to be our anniversary movie. So, like once a year or so. We're gonna bring this wheel this movie out. Maybe we'll even record us watching it sometime and get our laughing reactions. That might be yeah something fun yeah. to do. Yeah, that would be that would be really, really awesome. Yep. Do you have anything good. do you have anything else fun to add about about the movie itself? Um, I feel like it's one of those things where I forget so much of it because in any given minute of the movie, there's ten different things that are happening that you can yeah. appreciate. So it's hard to recall them all. Well, I say let's go through our criteria, um, start, starting with plot. Let's go through that real quick, and that will maybe kind of surface some additional things. Um, yeah. And if not, then fine, and we can just move through it. And then we'll and then we'll yeah. give it our metometer score, the official metometer score from Steve <laughs> and Alex. If you're not familiar with it yet, go back check out a few episodes ago. We created our own metometer to to review anything and everything. Uh, feel free to apply it to if you have employees reporting to you. Use that for their annual review. <laughs> Use it, use it for movies, use it for movies, books. I mean, use it for whatever you want. But anyway, yes. Uh, I'm not sure I would recommend the employee review thing. Let's uh, don't take that as a hardcore recommendation. Oh, okay. Okay. Listen to Steve on that. So, first one, plot. Um, again, what something that's really impressive for a comedy is this movie's plot is fantastic. Um, the suspense, even though you kind of have a hunch of maybe one or two people who you think are the bad guy in it. Um, it still kind of throws you for a loop at the end, um, at least for the scope of the problem that the town's facing and the murders along the way. Um, it, even though you, <laughs> you can feel um, Nicholas Angel's like um, unbelief and bewilderment throughout it, that the village just like the people just like are not seeing it and so i think it it has several climaxes to it that are phenomenal um it sticks even though it it leads in with a big um with a lot of comedy at first before it gets to the serious parts i think it's good it really settles itself as a comedy that hits you hard i just think the whole plot from beginning to end um just follows it beautifully well, it's amazing, and we'll talk about this more with category intent, but they do such a good job of contextualizing and bringing in the buddy cop elements. The, yes. I mean, they even had like a Godzilla moment, there, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like in, in a miniature, yeah. ta- like that, the, the buddy cop stuff, the slasher stuff, like it all works so perfectly in, in with the comedy. And so, mm-hmm. and the plot, again, the plot is actually genius. It's not, I think, my problem with a lot of movies that have the same 
like that are trying for the same kind of humor as this movie, even though not as good, um, is that the actual plot is just weak in a lot of these types of movies. Is, and yeah. this is not by any stretch a weak plot movie. It's very strong. You have a lot intense. of you have a lot of things going on there, and they, as far as I can tell, they all have an ending um, to them. So you have um, yeah, uh, what's the guy? Is it Danny? His sidekick. So you have Danny, who has yeah. been growing up in this town. He has his own kind of subplot about his his dad being the sheriff and then dying and or not dying, but being involved in him trying to come up through the the ranks. And his plot is really intriguing. And then that comes to a close. Of course, you have the main one of um, Sergeant Angel trying to figure out what's happening. That comes to a close. Everything mm-hmm. just like has a nice little bow at the end of it where everything is finalized. Mm-hmm. And it's really satisfying. Yep, it's it's great storytelling, great plot. So they definitely they definitely win in that one. Um, emotional response. <laughs> <laughs> this this is like a, 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 a you know a fifteen out of ten. I mean, emotional response for me yeah. was there. This movie is meant to make you laugh and is meant to make you go, "Oh my gosh, I did not oh, see that coming." What just happened? <laughs> yeah. Shock, right? The shock it, and laughter. I think St- Steve's reaction was one of the uh, the most honest reactions to anything when he first saw the hooded guy and he knew that death was approaching. You just, I felt like you couldn't believe it. Like you just laughed because you were like, I don't know what's happening. It was hysterical. <laughs> I, at that point, well, I tell you what happened. Like the emotion that I was feeling at that moment was just, okay, it's unlocked now. Like anything goes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's a great thing to goes. explain it. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, like I knew this was this was really funny so far, but like, oh, they're they're headed this direction with it. Okay. Yeah. That, now anything's possible. <laughs> and that is proven when they're literally fighting in a miniature version of the town with slow-mo and like Godzilla type effects and stuff. <laughs> anything, but it wasn't again. It was all so believable. Like when they got to that scene I'm describing, I was like, well, of course, of course they're fighting in a miniature version of the town right now with those shots that make them look like they're a thousand feet tall. That makes perfect sense. You know, whereas like you wouldn't have, if the, the movie couldn't have started out like that, but, but given the progressive revelation throughout the movie of like just how crazy this movie was, it's like, it, yeah, it fits. Thinking back to the uh, to making you laugh about it, uh, it's the comedy is so smart because I would say ninety percent of it isn't necessarily how do I put it? When you watch a Will Ferrell movie, you can tell that a lot of it is the lines that he says and how he behaves is to specifically make you laugh. Like he's trying to really purposely be funny. Right. In the, uh-huh. the, like, like his character in the movie is like trying to be funny yep. and, mm-hmm. and absurd, but uh, Owen some Wilson. Com- same thing with, Owen same Wilson thing with and a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And there is, and there is some um, bits of course, in hot fuzz that, that is kind of obviously they're trying to be funny, but if you, if you, you could almost watch that movie and if you, took your perspective of each character each character is acting very seriously in their own right in this movie and that's what makes the comedy well very well and that's what makes Mm -hmm. the comedy so good because especially when it does get serious and people are dying and it gets in and it gets in super intense the comedy does not slide like it ups it even further and so you're just shocked by how funny it still is yet how serious it still is as well so yeah emotional response pulls it all out of you um 
fantastic. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They they win on that one. So okay, characters. Let's talk about the characters. <laughs> why don't oh you gosh. why don't you go ahead with your favorite character? My favorite character was definitely, <laughs> definitely Skinner. So so Skinner is the local town, like businessman, entrepreneur. He owns the supermarket. And like um right when was it was it before any of the murders happened that scene where he starts to run with nicholas was that yeah, it's right it's like nicholas's first morning in the town yeah it's like his first morning in the town and again this is nicholas is this very serious like detective he cares everything about his job and then the guy just the skinner guys old guy um, i forget his name but he played james bond and mm. uh, um in one of the older james bond movies and so that should tell you most of what you need to know about his uh the, the way he talks and his physique mm. and the way he acts and everything and he just comes up and he says oh yeah yeah whoever you must be the new detective or whatever or the new cop in town or whatever he's like well i'm a slasher <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what uh yeah my and then he, he eventually talked about how he's the grocery store owner and He's like, my, my prices are criminal. <laughs> I'm a slasher of prices. <laughs> I'm a slasher of prices. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, but come by the grocery store sometime. We'll give you a good deal. My prices are criminal. <laughs> you know? and I'm, just, I'm not doing it justice, but it was so funny. And then just all of the characters, like, like the police chief, single character. My gosh, like the police chief is just so dead serious about things and it's like it's like i'll make sure i'll make sure that gets taken care of and then it's like like the way that he punishes people is like by or, or whatever it's like by having cake like literally it, handing out ice cream we're gonna have a chunky monkey for months <laughs> right. i'll make sure he gets his just desserts i'll make sure one of the one of the best one of ever. the best lines in the movie because he says I'll make sure I, I that he gets his just desserts and he's literally talking you know, about getting dessert. What's great about again just kind of goes back a little off track, but it goes back to how clever the comedy is. To the first few times I think I watched that movie, I didn't pick up that that was supposed to be a funny line because he was delivered it so seriously, and I was like, okay, maybe that's like a saying I'm unfamiliar with, like, I know there's ice cream, but and then, and then it, it really wasn't until this time where he said it. I thought this is hilarious. Like he's literally talking about candy out ice cream as a punishment. Right. It's just yeah. anyway, yeah. but yeah, yeah, every, every character in this movie just delivers. It, it's, it's like when they handed these, I don't know how they recruited all the actors and actresses, but it's like when they gave it the script to them, they just they knew exactly exactly it, it was like their role for life like this was their role yeah i've i've honestly like it's got to be it like the the quality of acting in the roles that people play like i like i just think of like lots of other movies like for example space cowboy right was it uh space cowboys is another great comedy we've reviewed mm -hmm. it on the podcast yep. and we've talked about it and and there, it, it's perfectly fine. Obviously, the characters are all great. I rated that movie high. Yep. Everybody does a really good job in their role. But even as good as they individually do in their roles, everybody in this movie felt like they were made for that role. Like, it felt like you were watching I, a village of real people interacting yes, together who knew each yes. other. Yes, it was. 
it was it was almost like a reality show or something. It was crazy, man. I'm telling you, like uh, the um the one chick, uh, the older um cop lady. I had never seen her in anything before, and then like she's in, she plays like the head of MI6 in uh, Marvel Secret Invasion, the new oh, show that's right. they, yeah that they just came out with. And I was like, and so I recognized her yeah. because of that, but I had just seen her in this ultra serious role and I'm like, okay. But then she was playing this hilarious role in, in this movie. And I'm like, you you were made for this. Like, this is what you should. Uh, and so, yeah. and, and, but, but every character, every character mm. was like that. And it, I don't know. Um, the characters on this one. Speaking of the characters, I didn't know this. I, I Googled it. It just happened to come up. There's quite a few cameos in this movie that I did not know about. Um, so do you really? remember at the beginning when it's going through Nicholas Angel's like accomplishments in the police force really yeah. fast? Remember he gets stabbed by that weird Santa Claus in the street? Yeah. So Peter Jackson is the Santa Claus. Really? Yep. So he's the Santa Claus that stabs him. What? Um, yep. Uh, let me see. And then uh, Kate Blanchett, who plays in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she plays his girlfriend in the mask. Um, he was cleaning up the crying scene. <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. Yep. And then um, there's a couple other ones, but and then um, I think also the director and Simon Pegg's mother's play in it. Um, remember the the three That's people awesome. the, um, determining the winner of the safest town or whatever. Remember yes. the banner falls and they're like, they're looking at all the chaos. Yeah. Their mothers are there. So that's their real mothers. <laughs> Another aspect, of just perfect comedic timing. And it just makes it even better that it's their legit moms. Speaking of mothers, it's, it's one of the jokes that's a little on the nose, but still hilarious is when he's chasing, when uh, uh, Nicholas Angel's chasing the slasher for the first time and he's trying to get to him and he turns down this alley and you see him stop and he goes, you mothers. And it turns around and all these women like pushing strollers with their kids in it. <laughs> oh man. It's anyway, great, man. little off so topic, but characters top notch. Um, and then, yeah. And then finally, this goes a little bit with what we kind of talked about with emotional response, but the category intent. So for instance, you could have a horror movie that might suck and have too much comedy in it. And you might be laughing at it, and but it doesn't nail on the category intent category intent with this surprise. It has so much, categories in it yet it nails every single one it yeah nails the buddy cop it nails um obviously the comedy um the action um the categories that it intends to hit i mean does it perfectly yeah i i even feel like i, I feel like the each of the individual elements are executed fairly well too like like just the um like the the horror the slasher bits or whatever like it's only funny because it's in the context <laughs> yeah. of the of the of the humor but like again those are some pretty over-the-top things that i'm not used to seeing in movies and so i kind of feel like they did executed on those pretty well too so i don't know I thought that's it was actually really true over. yeah not even looking at the genre as a whole but when they wanted it to be serious and bloody they made it serious and bloody and super violent correct and, and the like um the buddy cop stuff is another one right that it was it was so the good. it was some of the best buddy cop I've ever seen, but like yeah. again, in the context of the humor that was already going on, it was blended in perfectly. Like I, so I would good. love to find something wrong with this movie, but I just can't. It's one of those rare movies where it's it's. I mean, it's it's perfect. You just it it, it it's so good. 
Um, I can't imagine having seen it 12 times. I've only seen it once, and I I can't wait to watch it my 12th time. I might might have seen it even more than that. I think, well, so to give everyone a perspective, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, and hopefully if you did, you you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, As soon as we got done watching it, it must have been 1230, one in the morning. uh, Steve looked at me and said, man, if I didn't have to like wake up to take care of kids in the morning, I would say we should watch this again right now. Because it's one Absolutely. of those movies you could easily put it I, right I back in and watch. I it I could again. have very simply watched it, very easily watched it again. Which is that is it's a long movie. so it's... rare for me. I'm I'm not that way. For me, I when I see a movie, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, now there are some movies that like I get a hank like Jurassic Jurassic Park, right? Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, especially the original, but honestly, all of them, I might I might get in a mood one Saturday and be like, I just feel like binging some Jurassic Park, and <laughs> gotcha. so I'll do that. But there are very few movies where I would immediately turn around and just watch it over again. I would have all day. I would have done that yeah. absolutely right then. So it is. That, I think actually the first time I did watch it, I, I remember it. Um, it was my good friend in high school growing up. I think we were. So, yeah. So we were 15 when that came out and we watched it. And I think it was very similar to how you and I watched it this time. We were just shocked with how good it was. And right yep. when it got done, we said, why don't we just watch it again? Because <laughs> yep. it's that yep. good. Oh, man. But alas, we have kids and we're adults. All right. Uh, we, let's give this thing score. a rating. So let's give it a meter score. Who didn't take the time to go back and look at um, us ranking it. So we have a, a five-point scale, but we kind of cheated a little bit. So we <laughs> rank our movies on a scale from one to five. One is the impossible meat, which really isn't meat. That's why it's number one. Number two is spam. I'm sorry if you love spam. That's number two on our list. Uh, number three is bacon. Four is burger. We do have a 4.5 for those movies that are so good, but we just find a couple faults that just don't meet to that high criteria. So a 4.5 they don't is meet. A... They don't meet to that <laughs> high criteria. So a 4.5 <laughs> is a bacon burger. And then finally, five is a steak. Any steak, whatever your favorite steak is, number five is a steak. I think unequivocally, my answer is uh, definitely a steak. This is a steak. I wish that there was something higher than a steak because I think this movie is that good. Yeah, this is like one of those big, like fifty ounce tomahawk steaks. You know what I mean? This is oh, like yeah. it, this is just an insanely good movie. Um, this is the steak from the great outdoors. If you don't like, seriously, I would love to have your comment below this video on YouTube. If you watch this movie and didn't like it like if you think we are off our rockers crackheads <laughs> right now i really want to know what you found wrong with this movie because it, it was literally the i was dead i was dying laughing like i said brain aneurysm territory here okay it was incredible so we um, haven't even finished the movie i think we're halfway through when you made the comment this might be the best movie i've ever seen <laughs> and we weren't even you, done yet unless you just hate laughter in which case you are a sad sorrowful human being and i i feel bad for your existence unless you just yes. hate laughing that much then yeah. okay fine if yeah. you like to laugh like most people do watch this movie you will not regret it yeah also share too maybe your first time watching it, if you had that urge to to watch it a second time like if you watch yeah. it oh it's funny it, it, i'm really curious to see the level of enjoyment that people had out of this yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And are we just crazy? Do you agree with this? Like, definitely interact with us below and let us know. We thought it was a a, a fantastic movie. A little bit of a, um, definitely some gory stuff. Definitely some cuss words and stuff like that. So you know, it's not really a a family friendly movie. Uh, I, would, family night. I wouldn't necessarily have this on for family night after you know playing a round of cards and eating your family dinner. I would send the kids on to bed and then watch this one. Yes. But it was definitely good. 
Excellent. Well, they, oh, gee, I almost forgot story of the week to wrap up. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we have to do our stories of the week. Absolutely. I'll go, I'll go ahead and take it. I don't, yeah. you probably have more to say about this than me, but I just thought it interesting. Seems like yeah. that. Um, so I won't go through the whole backstory. Um, Google it if you're curious, but um, threats, uh, Facebook's new kind of competitor, I guess you can say to Twitter, um, seems to be pretty popular, at least right now. It has a lot of sign up and everything. Um, and Twitter um, is, you know, Elon's still trying to figure out and just find out what he wants to do with it and how he wants to set up the platform. And it's funny. I, I definitely think that Twitter's a little rocky right now. They're trying to find their ground. And this is the new shiny thing. But every like single article that I've seen popped up basically said Twitter's in the dumpster fire. And this is the new <laughs> idol to lift up and, and join. Um, yeah. But I just think it's uh, kind of interesting. I'm curious to see how this plays out. I actually I, I intend on getting threads just to see what it's like. It looks like it's more like a text-based thing, which seems a little yeah. odd to me, but um, who knows? Maybe people will like that and it'll turn out good. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. I actually have too many thoughts on this, so I'm going to try to you. I knew you would. I <clears throat> um, actually just found out today from a friend of mine um, who's in, in my mastermind group um, that you can't – once you sign up for threads, you can't delete your account. I saw that. Did you see that? I did see you, that. And yep. they they ask, they take access when you sign up for it. They take access to even your health data. I mean, they are asking for a lot of unnecessary data. Yeah. I went to- And they don't let you cancel it unless you cancel your entire Instagram account. <clears throat> I went to download it yesterday or two days ago or whatever. And I forget if it was on the actual app itself or I forget where I came across it, but it basically said, hey, like this is going to get access to pretty much almost everything. And that's what kept me from downloading it right yeah. away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, as of right now, as of right this minute, my opinion is I'm not going to get on it. And I'll tell you why. Um, Twitter has a commitment to free speech. Um, the owner of Threads went on Joe Rogan's podcast and openly admitted that they censored people based on the government's request on a very shaky amount of evidence, basically zero. I I mean, to, that tells me everything I need to know. I, mm -hmm. I don't need another platform to go on that I'm just going to have to worry about somebody looking over my shoulder. And so, and I think, uh, um, I don't actually, my prediction is that this is not actually going to hurt Twitter at all. Um, yeah. By the way, actually, Elon has already filed lawsuits. Um, oh, against, really? Oh, yeah. Against yeah, threads? Or yeah, against meta uh, yeah, or whatever. yeah, against Meta. Uh huh. Those went in today. Um, um, he like he posted about um, what did he say? Um, I could just go look it up real quick. Yeah, because I'm cause curious I, what that is because uh, I didn't see that yet. Yep, I actually have a. Uh, hang on, let me go look at look, look. Do, 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 do. Let's see what he said. Do, do, oh, you know what? It's um, <clears throat> sorry, it's in a, it is in a reply. I'm sorry if you're listening on the on the um audio right now. This is not very uh, interesting. I'm sure. And if um, you're watching it, it's not very. It's, interesting it's also either. probably not very interesting. So, um, he had a a reply. Oh, it's right here. Competition is fine. Cheating is not. 
competition is fine. Cheating is not. And so his, their contention is that there are a systematic, willful, and unlawful misappropriation of Twitter's trade secrets and IP, as well as scraping of Twitter's data in a cease and desist letter. So, um, hmm. so the, the brawl is really on between Elon and Zuck. And if you haven't heard, they're literally planning a UFC match. Like Dana has already been involved in everything. They're, oh my they're putting together an MMA fight between Zuck and Elon. It's the most crazy thing. What a time. Elon, what a time to be alive, man. I saw my friend sent me a, uh, again, I'm sorry that it's taking up time, but my friend sent me a funny meme about the fight. And what does it say? <laughs> so I don't know if you can see, but it's Elon going up against uh, uh, Zuckerberg. Yep, and yep, at the yep. bottom, it says built like a fridge from the 1950s. Check under <laughs> Elon <laughs> <Yeah>. Musk. <laughs> he, he, might be, he might beat Zuckerberg just from how he's built. Man, I'm telling you, dude, it's what a time to be alive. I don't know. So again with respect to twitter and threads like i don't think they're going to take much market share from twitter because a lot of the people who are on twitter are already um convinced that that is the platform where you can actually say things yes, and now what you might you might have some echo chamber stuff happening so yeah. for example when elon first took over twitter there was this big exit from people to a platform called mastodon and then most people found out that they didn't know how to use mastodon because they were idiots and mastodon was a very like you had to know some technical stuff and so i think definitely those people will find a home in threads but you got to kind of think of threads as like the mainstream like you're never going to have you're never going to have that be the the prime it what am i trying to say it's not going to be the town square yeah. um twitter is and will remain to be for the foreseeable future the public town square um of the of the planet i don't see threads taking that over because it's there are too many voices who will not feel safe on that platform and it and on and just from a user perspective, just the premise that's bringing it, it just, it's different from, from Twitter. Maybe there's mm -hmm. some elements that are the same, but it's just, yeah. Yep. 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 And right. I, I mean, I, I saw just, just a moment ago, here's a guy right here. He's uh, who is not like, you know, in the censorship or whatever. He's a tech YouTuber. He's like, I don't really see the hype around threads. I opened it up, played around with it and closed it right back. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, it's like, whatever. It's like, not really, um, so, yeah. So it, it's like I don't know. I'm just not. I'm just not one to go even further into the into the Zuckerberg hotbed when I know what he's willing to do. Sorry, I'm just not willing to go yeah. there. So anyway, that's why. Yeah. So that's probably why I'm going to avoid it for now. I just wanted to give get your uh, blood pressure up tonight. That's why I brought up the. Well, thank you. It's been you've you've achieved it. I literally feel it like like seething in my veins. <laughs> Perfect. All right. No, well, what know, is I'm, your story? I mean, I'm on Facebook. I have an Instagram. It's fine. I, you know, if anything for the marketing stuff, it's useful. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not to me. It's not useful if if you want to have the ability to share your opinion without unnecessary oversight. Yeah. Um. So okay, my story of the week. I kind of have two. I'm gonna try to like mix them mix them together. Yeah, I know. Go for it. Um. So. Indiana Jones. You and I have never talked about Indiana Jones. I am not. Have, are you an Indiana Jones fan at all? Um, I went 
classify myself as a fan, but I, I, I enjoy the older movies, yeah. Okay, so have you seen all of them? I haven't seen the most recent one, but I've seen up to the Crystal Skull. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I seen, yeah all the way up to, to this newest one. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I did see the newest one in theaters a couple Fridays ago. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then I was like, well, the other ones, because it's all Disney owned now and all that stuff. So they had the other ones on Disney Plus. And so I went and over the weekend um, or over the past like week or so, I, I binged them mm-hmm. and got caught up. So I have now seen all the Indiana Jones movies. And um, yeah, I think they were great, especially the first three. The first three were really well. Actually, the second one is my least favorite, probably of all of them. Which one? The is third. That? So, second one is the Temple of Doom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really care for that one. It was okay. Um, if I had to order them, I would say three, one, four, five, two. No, three, one, five, four, two. I think that's where I would be. Three, really, one, the, four. really number two in, in the last spot. Interesting. Number two in the last spot. Yeah, I did not like that one near as much. Um, yeah, I really didn't. And and the new one was the only – I thought the new one was was great. The only problem with, with the new one is the CGI in mm-hmm. the opening scenes, um, you know, where they try to make him look young again for a particular <laughs> point in the – and I'm just like, ah, it's just weak. Anyway, it wasn't good. It, that That was not good. Other than that, like I thought the plot, I actually thought the movie was really good, and I think some of the people who are criticizing it just have a carrot stuck up their butt. Um, mm. You know, how, it's big, like, how big a carrot? That's the question. A large carrot, a very large. <laughs> okay. Carrot. And uh, you know, I just I don't know. Maybe it's because they don't have the nostalgia thing. Like I guess yeah. maybe if you grew up, like seeing them, like around the time they came out or whatever. It's like I don't have problems with some of the newer Star Wars and stuff that some people have and just all that stuff. Like I'm just I'm fine. It it'd be kind of like Rings of Power and some of that. I thought Rings of Power was fantastic. And yet all the all the old uh, you know, all the Tokian, you know, fans are like, oh, it sucks. And I'm like, well, I don't really think it sucked. I mean, that saw a couple holes, but like I thought it was good. So overall I thought it was good. And then I just wanted to make the point that I had never seen Independence Day before either. And I finally watched Independence mm-hmm. Day. On Independence Day, and um, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is a great movie." I had no idea all the high-powered actors that were in it. Had no clue. I had no clue that like the dynamic duo that saves the day was Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. And when I I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever!" (laughs) Um, So uh, it's definitely good. Um, I haven't watched Resurgence yet. I um I don't know that I'm going to. That was like in 2016. I yeah. don't know who I was in it. I haven't even looked I haven't at it seen at all. It. I think they brought back Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'll have to check it I out. Think. So I I have not watched Resurgence yet, but I did see the original, and I was like, okay, well this is pretty. This is cool. A so a little, little bit of a random question, but it kind of relates because the aliens and all. Have you ever seen District Nine, or know what it is? I don't think so. Okay, we can talk later about it maybe we'll have to watch that some other time but it's an alien movie um that's really good anyway i just came across it yeah cool yeah well <laughs> like with indiana jones and stuff i was like like I, I again i didn't really know what to expect um oh my wife turned my lights off alexa background lights on nice. maybe the there we go boom yep um i didn't really know what to expect um i mean i knew a little bit about what to expect but like I got the sense that so I love movies like National Treasure and stuff like I love those like little treasure hunting movies. Yeah, I typically don't, but I really like. 
I know why I like National Treasure. Well, it's got Nick's Nick Cage. Nick's got Nick's Cage. Cage. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that explains it. But like, you know, kind of Indiana Jones, like seeing kind of like what those movies, like the OG of those kind of movies really, like that was kind of cool. So Yeah, that's neat. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so that's my stories of the week. Good deal. This was fun, right. Steve. I this was fun. I want to go watch Hot Fuzz again. I know. I'm going to have to do this very, very soon. So yes. um, well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, like, share, um, comment. Let us know if you enjoyed this. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Uh, all the fun stuff. Tell your friends. Um, and we'll see you guys later. Yep. And if you like one of us over the other, let us know so we can get rid of one of us. If that'll make the show better. So as always, you definitely you. you should do that. Just like okay, personal bye. criticism. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs>